A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ladies and gentlemen, the two people listening to me on the Zoom call, vending machine mouth. <laughs> what? <laughs> two other words for you, scissor lift mouth. What do you what, think What are you talking about? What do you What's think going of on? car mouth is all I'm Sit. saying? Scissor me timbers, what's going on here? <laughs> so they, I mean, we're not going to talk about Nintendo Direct for the entire podcast. This is a Grand Theft Auto 6 podcast, but the Nintendo Direct was last night. And because this main podcast was delayed by a day, because there's just so much going on at the minute, why not just weigh in on the fact that Nintendo debuted a whole new mode in uh, the next Kirby game, The Forgotten Lands, where Kirby just, you know, you're used to him eating all sorts of people, all sorts of little creatures. What if he ate a car? What if it was too big for him <laughs> and he couldn't get his mouth around it? Introducing mouthful mode and then things on the bottom of the screen just start saying vehicle car mouth or vending machine mouth or whatever you need listen man i'm still recovering from the remnants of covid so i don't i don't know if i'm having some kind of fever dream right now what (laughs) what i need to see this game you 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 messaged me about this scott tilford and you guys every time i do this podcast something kirby related happens it's because he's the best character (laughs) ever made it's I feel well, so out of touch with it, man. Like, everyone loves a bit of Kirby. I need to know what the crack is. I need to know what's going on with this little pink guy. It's a beautiful time. Ben Roy, did you, have you reacted to Car Mouth? Uh, I saw the memes and I thought, well, they've just printed more money here because people are just going to keep shit. I'm (laughs) going to see this for the next couple of years and I'm going to get sick of it before I even ever see the gameplay properly. I'm a big fan of everyone just feeding Kirby different things. It was just NFT mouth and just whatever else he's going to get his hands on. Anyway, overall, we planned this GTA 6 podcast vaguely when the official announcement came from Rockstar saying that Grand Theft Auto 6 is finally in active development. Something that a lot of people have known for the last few years anyway because Strauss Zelnick mentioned it as one of his... um, financial reports for take two which is their parent company of rockstar um but we just put the word out over on twitter asking people what they'd like us to talk about what their general thoughts are on grand theft auto 6 and rockstar and where the company's at and where the ip's at and we'll just weigh in as well and just sort of talk about where this thing is at because gta 5 came out in 2013 feels like forever ago back on the ps3 and the xbox 360 then came across there was a release on the ps4 and uh, the xbox one and now gta 5 is about to land on the ps5 and the xbox series systems what do you guys think I guess, Benroy, what do you think of um, GTA overall? Are you sick of it? What do you want from a GTA 6? Having just hurt myself getting the um, Take the Cannoli uh, trophy on Vice City, old old version, okay. not the not the, uh, not the, the so-called definitively, definitive edition. Yeah. yeah, the definitively broken edition. I, I'm kind of good. Like I know like, in my heart of hearts, I know we'll all be um, older gentlemen by the time it comes out. Yeah. Uh, Josh might have long white locks. Uh, <laughs> you might have a moustache and no beard at that point. 
I'll just and, have inverted my hair. It all goes in the middle. Yeah, and I maybe I'll have face tattoos. Who knows at that point? <laughs> but um, yeah, it's a, what's, it's what's a moment. What's this, what's this cannoli trophy that you mentioned? What what was that? So, oh, it's uh, get a criminal rating of like ten million or something like that. Okay, or a million. Child. But basically, and you. To put to brief it out in GTA, you get like say points for doing things like you get like two hundred points blowing up a helicopter, mm-hmm. ten points for killing someone, things like that. But two hundred points is the most you can get in any activity. So you've got to get a bunch of helicopters together and just do the blow up vehicle uh, cheat over and and, and now take two hundred. I think it's maybe a million. And now how many two hundreds are in a million? And how many times? Oh god! When I fin- when I finished that game, I had four thousand bad men points so a lot of podcasts and shows were consumed while i i just had it um on share screen on my macbook and just kept going over and over again is this platinum chasing an illness has have have you crossed the line what else am i gonna do when i don't go outside (laughs) you gotta do something while you wait for gta 6 so yes it's it's a hard time the gta 6 um yeah looking forward to it whenever it comes out i don't think it'd be for a while Mm, fair enough mr josh brown what would you like from gta 6 uh, the the whole world and more, you know. This is like going to be the biggest game ever when it when it comes out. The most anticipated. Do you think that'll happen again? Do you think ever? they will actually be able to duplicate the 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 size? Sorry, the the sales of it. Because even Take Two said that they were surprised just how much GTA Five sold. Well, this is it, man. I don't think anyone, if, nobody, I, I don't believe anyone if they said they ever expected GTA Five to sell mm. as much as it actually has because it's just ridiculous. It's out the realm of any game ever. Mm-hmm. So I think, obviously, you know, it's 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 incredible boots to fill. And if I was, you know, like like Dan Houser's obviously left Rockstar now, I think I would have gotten out too because that is crazy pressure to follow up mm. the best-selling entertainment thing in the entire world. So I look at GTA Six and I have no idea what will satisfy all of those players who have had by that point you know definitely at least 10 years of hype going mm-hmm. into what gta 6 might be imagining what it might be in their heads following all of the rumors following all of the leaks that may or may not be true you know what i mean so when i think about gta 6 i can't even grasp it as a concept it just is a thing so i don't even know what i want from it i just I would just, I guess, want another GTA 5 because I was a big fan of the game and obviously it, everyone else loved it. Or a lot of people loved it. That's it. I mean, we'll get to some people's questions. I think for my my overall thing is that I kind of hope they go back towards what made GTA so like incredibly enjoyable moment to moment and they ditched stuff like the dock work mission in GTA 5. They ditched those sort of kind of SNL comedy skit style missions where you're just walking around waiting for a cutscene, doing something really boring. Like, give me fun stuff to do. Give me stunt ramps. Give me crazy cars to stunt off them. Just give me fun scenarios. That was one of the things that I loved doing when I went back through the Definitive Edition was just re-experiencing those old bites size mission structures that encourage you to play with the physics and play with different ways to take someone out or whatever it is those more open-ended uh, mission goals like you know you need to take this person out but they're in a convoy okay figure it out like where you're going to get a rocket launcher you're going to crash a plane into the side of them like whatever it's you know it's all up to you and i wonder whether that does um square off against how more realistic rockstar have become with their rendering and everything um, but at the same time, you know, Hauser has left. He was the dude that was the lead creative on a lot of these games and Red Dead Redemption 2. He's kind of been pushing for maturity for the last 20 odd years, even though they have dabbled in ridiculousness across the 2000s. So with him gone, I kind of wonder what Rockstar even is or which direction they go. Um, but yeah, let's fold in some questions. And we can we can talk about all this stuff as we go. Um, first question from Tom, who says, I'm sad to say I think the next GTA will end up being way more of an online service game and way less of a single player experience. I think the money made online just makes it impossible for Rockstar 
start to not go in that direction. Some thoughts. I think we're definitely getting a chunky single-player experience. That's going to be there, in my opinion. Mm. We're going to get a 40-hour story-driven single-player game with um, great characters, hopefully. But I think Tom's absolutely right in that the long-term plan for GTA 6 has to be online. Like, there's no way it can't be online. Well, I don't see... think we're going to get another single-player expansion from a GTA mm. game, maybe ever. I think it's. I think. I think the single-player component's always going to remain because mm. people expect it. People love it. But the tail of it is going to definitely pivot to online, even way more than what GTA 5 was. Well, Zelnick, Charles uh, Zelnick from Take Two uh, recently mentioned they said that they were committed to single player games and uh, single player stories. They said that some of the competition, you know, a few years back proclaimed them to be dead, but that was never them. And they do, uh, you know, they do favor single player stuff or they value it. But he then cited uh, the contract, which is the latest mission that got plugged into GTA Online, which does have a story focus, does have cutscenes, does have characters, but it does take place in the GTA Online space where you're playing as your custom character. And he said that was something to sort of look at as a the way that they, you know, potentially going so that's kind of interesting but ben ray what do you think about this um look i never forget about dre and i've been thinking about <laughs> uh going back to gta just to play the the, the sequence of missions yeah. with dre because uh, it's a chronic yeah miss I, 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 yeah I, I just i just need him in my life in some way or another but i just don't want to play that game ever again i've played it so much and i just mm. like it's weird to say that after going through these older GTAs, but it's also like, huh, it's I can't move and shoot with most of these guns. It's like yeah. a nostalgia thing. But with GTA Five, like I think I've had my count is like four hundred hours. I played so much online, and that's just on PlayStation. Like, I played a bunch on three hundred and sixty as well. Mm -hmm. um, what yeah, do you think about I mean that hybrid approach. If they ended up doubling down on that. I mean, we we all talk about like, the houses leaving and stuff, but like mm. as more and more I think about it, it's, it's not the like the end of the world. In this, I'm not saying you two are saying it either. Where like there's plenty more talented writers out there, and they'll probably have a like. They're not just gonna have, I don't know, any any old person on it. It's it's not gonna just be some sort of like subpar thing. Like Red Dead Two, like it wasn't just both. Uh, there were there obviously people around them helping them, and there's mm. people still there on those games that they can. I've got faith that they can craft a story, probably not as emotional as that, because I guess this will go more of a satire. But um, yeah, and then this, I think you'll get what Josh said, like 40 hours, maybe even 30 hours of start, of single player, whatever you want to call it, content. And you'll be, <laughs> able to, content. you'll be able to go around and blow things up in a tank or do vigilante missions if you so choose. Mm -hmm. And then the multiplayer, obviously the multiplayer is going to be there and a major factor It's the, GTA 5 is the biggest thing in the history of entertainment, as Josh said. So, yeah, you're going to get, I think you'll get that single player experience, but it might be tighter this time. Mm -hmm. I do wonder, like, if, because GTA Online's mission structure apes the original GTAs more. Kind of, it kind of has to because you've got so many people taking part, whether they're in crews or whatever. But, like, I wonder if that's the thing that they fold into the main story where it does become more like the old school GTAs, but also maybe you're having a custom character. Maybe that's how they get around all the different questions around this, the representation that they're lacking. They've had the same style of character for the longest time. A lot of people are requesting a female protagonist, etc. And I wonder if that's the way that you could do it. Um, but that also might mean that you have to tell a, a more open-ended story that any character could slot into so i'm curious about that stuff i think um that this will be the way that they go if you take the contract as a template for how to do a gta it's like a confident hybrid and i wonder if they would do a long-form story that takes place across multiple years and you check back in with different characters like what they've done with franklin um in the contract but 
I'm curious of how that would go. Um, Pinky says, uh, which is a person who submitted a question, not just a random person, standing next to me as I read this, Mr. Pinky says, will they ever top Trevor Phillips? I found him the most fascinating character to watch and to play as. The acting was flawless to the point of launching a career. What do you guys think of Trevor? Well, that's exactly it, man. Like, it, Trevor is one of those rare, perfect matches of actor and material. Like, Steve Ogg is just, yeah. like, what an incredible oh, find that was. Mm -hmm. You know, like, watching him go from that game to TV shows to movies and stuff and, you know, perfect that kind of Largely manic... being Trevor as well. Yeah, exactly. Like, he, he, he's, he's carved out a very specific kind of, like, manic, villainous, um, anarchic persona for himself. <laughs> and that all comes from... Trevor, I think Trevor, you know, so many people have said it before, like Trevor is like the perfect embodiment of like GTA's id. You know what I mean? It's just, mm. it's, it's, it's the character that lets you go completely nuts and canonize those rampages from Vice City and stuff. I think, I think Rockstar's character work is great across the board. Like you said, you know, like Franklin and Michael from GTA 5. I also really like Arthur Morgan from Red Dead Redemption, one of my favorite characters of all time. But it's going to be tough to top, top Trevor because they just had the perfect synergy not seen since like Vass and Michael Mando. And it's kind of funny, by the way, that both Michael Mando and Steve Ogg both went out to be in Better Call Saul. Yeah. You know, great video game actors <laughs> go to great TV shows. You'll love to see it. Final season coming soon. Yes. I just, you just got to love the Ogg. And I am there with you. Like <laughs> in all the characters, I think ever, like, I. <laughs> I've just really enjoyed his work, even when it goes a bit like that crazy with like mm. stamping people's heads out and stuff. But uh, I think if GTA Five was all like say all Michael, it would be a, like it might throw me off, especially still at the time when I never really got on GTA Four. I felt like it was all a bit too serious, and I think like it just hit me the wrong way when I was younger. Okay. Uh, but then like I, I just I feel like I don't know if you can just do a single character approach again. I know mm. they did it with Red Dead, but I don't know. Think about being in our time or something we recognize. I, I'm now more here for jumping around and doing more things and seeing what you can do with it and mm -hmm. throwing them all together in the end. I think as well as like they had, you know, they, they showcased that text so well in GTA 5, like zooming out Google Maps style, zoom back into someone else. I kind of wanted them to do more with that. Like there's that one mission when you're uh, raiding that big tower and you've kind of got different perspectives. Like I think I forget who's covering someone with a sniper rifle. Someone else is going through the window. Someone else is on the inside of the office and you can switch between everybody and kind of keep an eye on things. A bit like Conflict Desert Storm, to be honest. And I kind of <laughs> want them to do a lot more stuff like that. Like I remember when a lot of the rumors before GTA 5, when everyone talked about this character switching thing, was like maybe someone would like maybe you play as a, a like a police officer or something who's also actually on the take so you could switch to them relay the um the way the police chases go and switch back to your guy doing the getaway and then make the getaway and i kind of if they did more stuff like that like if they're gonna like use this tech and go forward with it i would love that to have more agency in the moment like that one mission is the thing that made me go okay there's way more you guys could be doing with this um and obviously they you know they potentially still could do more going forward if they decide to stick with that yeah, I mean, I, I I agree with you too. You know, it was quite controversial at the time, obviously, to not have one playable character and have the three. Mm. But I could just like agree with you guys. I think it just broadened the scope, and I thought all three characters were well drawn. They had a good dynamic, and they balanced each other well for different gameplay styles, different um storylines. You know, you obviously had Michael being this affluent Tony Soprano esque character who just like hates his family, has it all, but doesn't have any drive. And I liked the way they bounced off each other. But yeah, like you said, I kind of if they're going 
want to do that in GDS 6. I want to see that mechanically integrated a little bit more because they had some cool ideas in 5, but it's been 10 years since then. And what else can you do with this character switch? And how else can mm. you um, give the player more freedom of missions in that way? You know, like you said, maybe having a character who's like a crooked cop and you can get like, you know, information or you can set something up from the inside. Is that a way you want to do it? Or do you just want to go in? in the Trevor way, get a magnet on top of a helicopter or something and fly in a tank. I don't know, you know, something mad like that. Just give like, the player more choice. Yeah, I hope they, like, have allow for that space. The one thing that I, I'm kind of scared of is that with Dan Hauser leaving, I mean, actually, I'll read this next question and we'll go from there because next question from Cope, who says, will it be very different now one of the main Hauser brothers and Laszlo have gone? Um, also, I'll, I mean, I'll throw in the fact that Leslie Benzies has also gone, who is one of their lead producers, um, you know, for the last 20 years. Um, in terms of uh, script writing um, and, you know, general writing and script, etc., the Hausers and, or Dan Hauser, sorry, and Laszlo uh, were massively key to how those games came together. And now both these people have gone. Um, I wonder if because Sam Hauser stayed behind and according to the various you know reports or the various interviews whatever it is over the years Sam was more the money crunching guy I kind of wonder if you know it becomes this thing where you know everything gets played a little bit more safe when you don't have the guy that's championing creative control anymore like Red Dead Redemption 2 feels like the most opulent indie game ever made and I kind of you know, you're almost never going to get that again um, and that's entirely through the power of someone like Dan Hauser pushing for that um, you know framework overall but yeah what do you guys think of that thing of the fact that Dan House has left, Laszlo Jones has left, who was obviously very key to their writing, and he was a DJ in many of the games um, from GTA 3 onwards, um, and Leslie Benzies, who was their key producer, who was the guy that, um, I think it was when Red Dead Redemption was struggling to come together, there was a leaked email um, from either Sam or Dan saying, we need the Benz, and they got back in touch with Leslie Benzies and brought him back in to make sure that game got over the finish line. Yeah, what do you guys think of the, the shakeup overall and what it might lead to? It's going to be different, definitely. But I think Benroy, you know, mentioned earlier that, you know, while those were key creative staff, especially mm. when it came to the writing, especially when it came to the story, like they did have help. There's, there's obviously so many talented writers out there who would jump at the chance of, you know, crafting a really kind of intense GDA story. So it's, it's going to be different, but I don't think it'll veer too far away just because at the even though like you said, you know, like Sam Hauser might be there, you know, wanting it to play it, wanting to play it safe. I think that's why the identity might not change too much because like mm. we said, you know, you're following up one of the most, the most sex, success, successful entertainment thing of all time. And I feel like they're going to want to try to maintain the core of what people loved about GTA 5 and that well, you'll probably definitely notice, you know, the lack of Dan Hauser's fingerprints on the story or whatever. But I think they're going to try their best to maintain that as much as possible mm-hmm. mr benroy i mean it's like in a way like i, I hate this weird comparison because like they'll always be they'll only ever be like once of course says you're right but there are plenty mm-hmm. of brilliant crime tales told out there and like even if you go to tv like you've had the things like the surprising you've had the things like breaking bad all these different things that uh gta seems to have pulled from over the years especially when you had like the cook in gta 5 and things like that mm-hmm. i just feel like um like errors coming to an end like and it has and it's that time of the year your vacation is coming up you can already hear the beach waves feel the warm breeze relax and think about work you really really want it all to work out while you're away monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind when all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync Things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to monday.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. 
With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast is brought to you by Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it just makes hiring all in one place so easy because you just get unparalleled access to job seekers. Plus, listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com WCG. Just go to Indeed.com slash WCG right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash WCG. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I I don't think we should uh, even really have concern because I I just think it's such a... I think it's a very rare case when the expectations are a juggernaut, like the brand of GTA goes and then has a miss around like there have been like aspects of that in entertainment over the years like when you try and carry things on the stretch out but i think with gca being so singular and it's each individual game is some really individual thing but a few characters getting their head kicked in i'm confident <laughs> that this will go on to be something lovely it's it's interesting because like you talk about it's weird like mention scorsese like hauser is up there as one of the you know like auteurs of gaming when you look at the amount of stories he's dabbled in but i would arguably only say that red dead redemption 2 is is up there like it's up there with the last of us like it's not like the past gta's gta 4 try like swung for the fences and try to change what the franchise was and like obviously that sort of divided the the room and everything but i feel like red dead redemption 2 was was him finally getting close to putting a stamp on something and like red dead redemption yeah. 2 has a very altered feel to it um, and obviously now he's left, so it's like it's interesting you know, that idea of like yeah maybe it is easier for people to come in because GTA is is way less down a certain path anyway. It's not like when we talk about can Metal Gear be done without Kojima or something like that. Yeah, totally. I mean, I, w- I would fully agree. You know, like like we were saying there. You know, like Dan Howes definitely had a had a creative drive, but there were so many people I think talented out there who could make a GTA. And I think GTA needs to remain a kind of uh a, a young person's like sort of creative outlet mm. you know you don't want it to get to the point at least i don't want it to get to the point that gta is like gta is the establishment but i don't want it to <laughs> feel like the establishment right. i don't want it to feel like it's written by an old man yells at cloud type figure who's kind okay. of like out of step i would rather have it feel energized feel a little bit fresh and if that's someone else coming in to put their own spin on it that might be cool because we've had decades and decades of these games now maybe we maybe if a slightly fresh spin on the story if slightly new creative voice at the helm would be um a good thing 
I would totally argue that GTA Five felt like old old men trying to be a young <laughs> punk band again. Like so, yeah. I mean, maybe maybe it is for the best that you sort of cycle him out. I mean, Red Dead Redemption Two was a big love letter to like lawlessness in media or in human history, American history, and like yeah, he everything about Red Dead Two felt done, like in the most intentional way. Like he's exploring that stuff for the last time. He's sort of hanging his hat up and he's done. So it's kind of like maybe it does need an overall injection of life kind of thing going forward. Um, next question from McAllister NYC, who says, "Do you think GTA Six should be in the modern?" day um, or like Vice City be some sort of iconic time and place like a 1960s London setting or a mafia themed 1920s Chicago style of city have an awesome weekend you complete rock stars well thank you very much oh thank you <laughs> go on Ben Roy I um I don't don't do a mafia style setting because I think it would just even though they might they could probably do a better than mafia uh, take two owns a property a mm. franchise called mafia so it's kind of like um I don't know if they could I don't know if they could go there. I don't know if they want them to go there or that far back in a way. Maybe me just being judgmental and like maybe have it never set it in the present day because because the game it like you could imagine it being set in the present day and mm. then coming out five years too late in a way and things being weird weirdly weirdly satirized in a way that I don't feel has settled yet. Mm -hmm. Maybe go. I would go two thousands. <laughs> <laughs> I, I 2000s will be a weird one and just like i, I don't know helping like a, a fake limp biscuit get to a gig <laughs> or you, you've got to take um you've got to keep rolling on with mark calloway and everyone else as they go to a big event you know if, if they uh, if they did that time period because i think we're we're far enough away from the 2000s now where we can refer to the 2000s as a set of um you know archetypal touchstones like different points in time that oh my god that's so 2000s and i feel like yeah. you could absolutely pastiche that now in a really fun way um whether it is the the early 2000s wrestling boom or like pop punk or um new metal or whatever like i feel like there there probably is a lot of things like that, that sort of post 90s period um of maturation that came from the 90s just being like here's carmageddon and shock horror and all these different like marilyn manson's everyone's freaking out about that like there's a lot of things that you could do i think about the 2000s but josh what do you think Dude, the 2000s is back in now. Like late 90s, <laughs> 2000s stuff is like back in vogue. You look at the fashion, you look at the music now, yeah. like like the, the Three Days Grace cycle. new song right there. <laughs> I wasn't thinking of that, <laughs> but the nostalgia cycle, I think, is definitely caught up to the 2000s where that would be a really cool um, kind of, you know, environment to pick apart with mm. the benefit of hindsight. But because I'm feeling a little bit gluttonous today, because as soon as we hang up here, I'm going to order in a McDonald's. I Ooh. want it all. I want it all, my friends. <laughs> I want a time period, and I want it to be modern day. In my head, right, we're not going to get a Grand Theft Auto game for a long, long time after this. And we've been waiting a long, long time for this. Mm -hmm. So I just want everything. I want everything that my heart desires. And that is a story that spans maybe a decade, maybe even two decades. Mm -hmm. and we get to watch how the open world evolves with the times you know red dead redemption 2 was really good in creating an environment that changed as the years wore on that wasn't quite as extensive as like a two decade piece mm -hmm. but even over the years that that game took place you know you saw buildings get erected you saw buildings you know burn down you saw the landscape change and i would just think it would be so cool that if they took something like a liberty city or a vice city and then charted its development from the 90s as it potentially got gentrified into the 2010s and you played out that story maybe with one character maybe with a different uh, multitude of characters i just think that would be such a cool way and 
importantly, the next step in kind of open world design for me, because mm-hmm. you can always get bigger. You can always go bigger and attach a bunch of different islands onto it, but it would really be evolutionary in my eyes to pick a pick a detailed environment and continue to detail it as the years wore on. That's what yeah. I want. No, man, I remember that being one of the rumors. Um, I don't know if it was for GTA 5, but it's definitely doing the rounds for GTA 6 as well. The idea of it would tell the story of a um, an aging criminal over the years. Because one of the biggest things doing the rounds is that it is going to be set in Vice City. There's a leaked map that came out a couple of years ago. Everything seems to be pointing at that, although development has apparently restarted in 2021, but we don't know how to what drastic a degree. Um, but yeah, that's what I would go for. I would I would happily revisit a, a juiced-up version of Vice City that has some of the, arguably the best soundtrack in, in entertainment history is like right there. It's like one of the best eras for rock, one of the best eras for just music in general, really. Um, and that could be really enjoyable. And maybe you do do some sort of drug empire story over time that takes the Scarface style stuff or the Breaking Bad style stuff and charts an entire rise and fall um, of a certain person over time. Um, but yeah, that idea of like an open world changing over time is something that only really The Witcher's done, like Witcher 3. Yeah. And even then it wasn't massively obvious. You sort of had to really um, keep an eye out for stuff. Um, you say next- this, you say oh, this, but... Like we've had bridges being blown up and then being repaired in these games before. So I, I want to, I was GTA three did it first. I feel like we, you know, the bridge was broken. So let, let's, all, let's all calm down. They can do a few bridges, you know, I've got faith in them with that. Let's Sample go to bridges. Do, I think do GTA Vice three. City. Yes. Do Vice City and go into the bayous. They've already got used to doing <laughs> muddy alligator lands now. We, Dude. We've got it all. Yeah, I want to see Vice City, but I want to see a rundown Vice City. I want to see what Vice City looks like in the '90s because Vice City is such like an '80s <sighs> looking town. I want to see it when it's not in vogue. Go there now. It's trying to handle, right yeah, yeah, go there now. But honestly, I want to see how it reacts to like the '90s grunge movement or something. It just feels out of step, you know, like this place out of time. Maybe it's not getting the business it used to. Maybe it's clientele moved on. I want to see that. I want to see. Oh my god! If the they... unglitzed version of it. If they did the late '90s, where it's grunge and new metal and the death of glam and like the checkered shirts everywhere and like that that whole scene, I would I'd live for that. I would absolutely, that would be so funny. Like yeah, that'd be great. Um, next question from PG Quips, who says, "Do you want to see a more grounded GTA? Uh, for instance, only carrying a few weapons, using your car to store them, like the horse in Red Dead Redemption 2, and a more mature story overall um, as well. Uh, maybe leave some of the wacky stuff for side missions, New Game Plus, and or GTA Online. Yeah, what do you think of that? Of them taking the Red Dead 2 influence in regards to reducing down um, weapon allocation and stuff like that? I don't want to be cleaning my like uh wind uh, wind mirrors and stuff like that in a car and mm-hmm. uh getting a crack in the window and then uh reducing whatever sort of thing like that just keep it to tires being popped and give me like five to ten weapons to carry like give me a, make it a video game at the end of the day i really appreciate what red dead uh redemption 2 did and i really enjoyed a lot of that but at the same time i feel like if you're playing a game where a lot more enemies having a lot more like sophisticated weaponry mm-hmm. you're gonna some, if you go into, i think it'd be more critical if you went into a mission you didn't have say like your winchester if that makes sense yeah i think i mean the only other like open world crime game that did um specific weapon allocation that i can think of is the second true crime streets of new york like you had to go to the trunk of your car and like load up and then that's what you took into the mission i don't think anyone else has ever really restricted stuff and even in red dead i didn't really feel much of an advantage it wasn't like i was tactically planning my missions out because you don't know what you're going to get anyway until you're on the mission so it's not like for me that didn't do anything other than sort of vaguely add 
to the idea of the realism side of it, but it was one of those things where like, you know, I don't need to manually kneel down and pick up every ingredient off the floor. Some stuff can be gamified and that's fine. But um, Josh, what do you think? Um, I'm going to be something of a little bit of a paradox when it comes to this <laughs> answer because I kind of want both. You know, mm. uh, they mentioned, do you want a more mature story in the question there? And I definitely do, but I don't think mature necessarily doesn't mean doesn't mean like grim or you know, or like darkly funny or something. Yeah, I think you can have a mature story and still have a wackier framing. You know, you look at shows, like we said, you know, uh, The Sopranos, Mad Men, for instance, like they're incredibly funny, oftentimes incredibly surreal shows, mm -hmm. but they tell a very mature story. You look at something like Bojack Horseman, which is like this mad animated, you know, kind of like strange world where you have talking horses, but it's a very mature tale that tackles very real themes. And I think mm -hmm. that's the line I want to see GTA 6 kind of tour. I want it to deal with important topics. I want it to approach its characterization in a mature way, but that doesn't mean it has to be entirely GTA 4 style, you know, like incredibly serious. You know, you can do no. all that stuff within a kind of exaggerated world with strange missions and strange goings-ons. <laughs> and make it kind of like classic GTA in its humor still. I, I honestly think in this ideal world, we can do it both ways. We can get mm. a really cool, mature story, but we can also keep a kind of sense of irreverence that makes the franchise I would so like cool. arguably say that uh, Better Call Saul, Breaking Bad, or Vince Gilligan's yeah. overall approach to stuff is almost entirely what GTA should be. Like they've tried to find that sweet spot over the years of the crazy wacky stuff of the originals, the more serious stuff from GTA 4 and the Red Deads and whatever. And I kind of want, yeah, something like that. Like you said, there's like Better Call Saul, Breaking Bad, maybe even something like Succession is like, you know, like maturely themed, but has crazy dark moments or dark comedy beats in and parts where you're just laughing at characters even though they're in these insane scenarios um ben what do you think of this stuff i um as soon as josh said mad men i ignored him and i just want the mad men game now <laughs> uh as i'm currently still going it's through it just Dude. just let just let rockstar put a big budget just i'm working <laughs> in an advertising company no combat Ben Roy, we haven't got there yet, but they essentially have done that. Elia Noir has like every bad <laughs> yeah. actor in it. Like, I can't wait to replay that, having seen the show and just being like, okay, that's you, that's you, that's you, that's you, that's you. While we're talking about actors, the dude that plays Cole Phelps is in The Shield. And only me and like five other people <laughs> have played, have watched The Shield, which is speaking of crime things, it's worth um, checking out. Um, but yeah, general um, sort of con concluding thoughts on G like the fact that GTA 6 is now in active development from the official Twitter account. Are you guys excited by it or does it just feel like it's so far away? Or like, what's your general honest thoughts on, I guess, just where you're at on GTA 6? Yeah, I mean, obviously the uh, the announcement was was huge. You know, I I had like mess pe my friends messaging me, being like, <laughs> "Oh, can you believe it's finally being announced?" But it, yeah, it's definitely for people me, like us. We're just like, "Wow, we've already been, we've already known about it. <laughs> we've been talking about it every day for seven yeah. years." You know what I mean? Uh, <sighs> yeah, but it's just it's so far away at the moment that I can't really visualize it. I'm going to be incredibly excited when we get some tangible details. Mm -hmm. But just knowing it's in development is kind of like uh, like you said, you know, it's something we'd already almost taken for granted, and I. I needed to be nailed down a little bit more. If, if development has been restarted, when are we going to get it? When's it projected? Is it 2023? Is it 2025? You know, it feels like a long time out. We've mm. still got the bloody GTA 5 remasters to come. So it feels almost as intangible as it was two weeks ago, which it's is like kind GTA of, is kind like of a platform. Sucks, it just is yeah. GTA Online or is GTA 5, but like the fact that they are actually finally doing more of it, like it's almost been a decade since GTA 5, yeah. so it's just, it's a strange kind of feeling. Ben Roy, where you are in uh, overall, are you waiting to see more? There's two answers to this. Um, 
I could go my entire life never hearing about GTA again <laughs> in certain aspects. But the other time, it's a colossal thing that I obviously cannot wait to play. Mm. Um, and I'm taking GTA 6 off the naughty step now. Silent Hill and Metal Gear are staying on there until I, I hear official words there they exist. Go away from me about that. I'll, I'll be playing the older games. But yeah, GTA is coming off the naughty step now. We know it's... We, even though it was obvious, but we know it's development is coming, and I can't wait to um, talk about this game for another five years. <laughs> That's kind of the terrifying thing is that I've been in the gaming industry like for as long as I follow. I did the build up to GTA Five, and then all everything that came with that, and then all the the rest of the 2010s, and now we're gonna do it all again because now it's like this one's also coming, and like there's so much to talk about again. Um, but yeah, it is a massive deal. Obviously, the, the sheer media domination that GTA has and the fact that it's changed so much over the years, identity-wise, is fascinating. Oh, Mr. JB, what are you doing? I'm, I'm just gesticulating because, you know, it's it's GTA, is it's more than a gaming franchise, man. Like you said, it's this <laughs> it's this event, but it's also a part of our lives at this point. Like you said, yeah. you know, we've been with GTA 5. Even if you haven't been playing it, you've been hearing about it, you've been talking about it, you've been remembering it for nearly a decade now. You know, I was a fresh-faced 18-year-old picking up GTA 5 in my first week in oh, university. Gosh. And by the time it comes out, I'm going to be an, a, a much older man, a much older man, much less fresh-faced. It's just crazy how we're talking about a game that is going to dominate so much of our future lives. You know what I mean? We're going to be mm. talking about, like Ben Roy said, GTA 6 for forever. And it's just crazy that this era is coming to an end and that one's going to start. That is actually terrifying considering that, yeah, I mean, I was like seven when the first one came out and I remember sitting down and I'm to convince my parents that I could lend it off my friend to play the first one. And that means that two thirds of my life, um, more than that, has been spent playing all the Grand Theft Autos. It's never left just, my life since I was I, seven. I had when GTA 5 came out, I was still in retail, but just out of uni, I think. Mm. I had only just just got rid of my blonde hair and just ready to take on the world. And, mm -hmm. and that is just you just say it. Josh was a child. It sounded like we're still the <laughs> we're still having his pacifier and stuff. Uh -huh. God, 18. But um, yeah, we've all sorry about that, Josh. We've all been um it's it it's been a ride and it's not gonna stop. And I just hope I I, I I'm looking forward to GTA 6. To then we net we in a way we can then look back at GTA five fondly when it's finally over in a way. You yeah. know what I mean? And I, I, I don't know that. how they're gonna get everyone out of GTA online because there are communities that live in that thing mm. and everything, all that other stuff. And like you can go back to like watching Achievement Hunter and stuff, dick around in that game on YouTube, you know, all those sort of things. It's been a ride. And if it, <laughs> it always feels like a weird like taking old yellow around the back of the, the shed because it's been a bit too long and I just can't wait for GTA 6. In this. I don't think I'm looking forward to it. GTA Online will ever stop. I mean, I just don't think it will. I think it'll outlive us all. Like it's that platform is just never going to stop. I think they'll port, they'll find a way to port everything across um, from five to six's version of online or whatever. They're already calling it. It already has that immortal name, GTA Online. It's not, you know, it's not Destiny 1 kind of thing. So I think I think that side of GTA will just, just go on forever. Stuff being plugged into it for the rest of time. Um, but yeah, it is a hell of a long time. 10 years between installments is crazy, but um, Rockstar and GTA is one of the only companies that could maintain interest that long. Um, and GTA 5 has never left the top 10 since 2013. Um, it was replaced by the next-gen version of itself, but as an IP, as, a, as an installment, <laughs> it's never left. So I wonder if that'll also be the case on PS5 and series. I guess we'll have to see. Um, but yeah, GTA, a hell of a thing. Welcome to Gaming Podcast. I'm Scott Tilford, joined by Josh Brown. Goodbye, fellas. 
and Benoit Turner. I don't think I actually did an introduction, but also Benoit Turner. And somehow Josh Brown returned. <laughs> and we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.